I will never forget a waiter in Brussels bragging, in Belgium we eat as hearty as the Germans and as fine as the French. The Belgians are famous for their waffles and fries and beer, at least from this American perspective, but they're also respected for their high cuisine, their gastronomy. Right now we're joined by two friends and tour guides from Belgium, Nina Derricks and Ferdinando Mengi, to talk about Belgian taste treats. Ferdi and Nina, thanks for joining us. All right. Here we go. For the traveler, there's all sorts of trendy and, and high-cuisine options, but when you think back to your childhood, what was the go-to dish that your mom would serve you? Main dish every day at lunchtime is the main Lunch. meal because we're f- I'm from farmer stock. Soup. Often pigeon soup because Belgians particularly like pigeon racing and all the losers went into the soup. <laughs> no, really. In, yeah. in, the, in the farm community? You yeah, yeah. I have had a lot of loser soup, as we call it. <laughs> Loser soup. Yeah, loser soup. <laughs> Losing pigeon yeah. would end up in the soup at lunch. Yeah. yeah, you wring their neck if they don't win a prize, and then you go in the soup. And there's a lot of goodness in soup. Mainly that's why you had soup. Everything is in there. Mothers are happy. Kids have had soup. Mm. Yeah, well, there's they'll happiness in soup. Followed by potatoes. Everyday potatoes. Every day. Storage potatoes without any taste. Yeah, yeah they, no. You put them in the winter in your cellar, yeah. and then you have them. I don't know what you do to those things. You rehydrate them, and then you eat them <laughs> boiled. With vegetables and bechamel sauce, with a lot yeah. of nutmeg. So you call it storage potatoes. They're just yeah. sort of... They store for the winter. They're just well, filler. They lose their taste. Yeah, boil them. Always unsold. boil them. Always boil, Always boil them. Yeah. Oh, once a week fries, of course. Once a week fries. Okay. Oh, was, fries. was that like a luxury to have them fried or something? Or why, no, that why was tradition. tradition. And it was always on the same day. You remember that? Yes, what that's day? right. I think we had fries on Thursdays. <laughs> And all the rest of the week we had potatoes. Yeah, that potatoes. Was not, yes. So if a, if a child today says, "Oh, I just had that yesterday," you would kind of go, "When I was a kid." When I was a kid, <laughs> you had you potatoes the every day, and you were thankful. Famous mm-hmm. painting of Van Gogh. Yeah, the potato, potato eaters. Yeah, the potato, potato eaters. That's my family. Yes. That is it. Yeah. A That's bunch it. of humble farm people gathered around a table with one candle Absolutely. and a bowl of potatoes to share. And that's a true story. I mean, it's not like you just invented, but it really, in our mm-hmm. days, that was the way. And before and that, that was it. Yeah. But you still have a love of potatoes. And I've been to places that cook up the Belgian fries. We call them French fries. What do you yeah, call them? But the French fries are because they cut. The way they cut the potatoes, oh, that's, that's called, a, that's the French cut. That's a French cut. Nothing yeah. to do with fries. And let's Not get it French. right. We say Flemish fries. Flemish, yeah. It's Belgian invention, though. Don't forget. <laughs> no. Don't ever forget. <laughs> no. French fries are Flemish a fries. Vlaamse frieten. Vlaamse frieten. And yeah. that is literally Flemish fries. Vlaamse frieten. Yeah. We yes. say Vlaamse frieten met mayonnaise. Now, I have a friend who's a restaurateur in Bruges, and he took me into his kitchen, and he was like evangelical about his Vlaamse frieten, his French fries. He explained how they, I think they, they did twice through the... Fr- they uh, bake them first or cook them or put them in oil, certain temperature, and then they take them out and then they wait until they cool off and then they fry them again on a higher temperature so they become crisp and a little bit And as colorful. a Belgian, do you recognize the difference? Oh, yeah. And you have to have a good dollop of really fatty mayonnaise Ma- on, my, top on top of the double fried fries. <laughs> And yeah. the best mayonnaise is when you make them yourself. Yes, the first recipe I ever learned at home is how to make mayonnaise. Yeah, yeah. and it's so easy Absolutely. to make and it's so much So what's the trick better. of good mayonnaise then? An egg, a little bit of oil, a little bit of mustard, that's yes. it. And that's it. And a bit yep. of salt. A little salt, that's yeah. it. And so you, you make mayonnaise. Your, you in the Netherlands, they put sugar in the mayonnaise. On yeah, the they make them sweet. We don't know no. be different probably. No. No. My so, mother would say, that's not Catholic. <laughs> yeah. Meaning that's not right. Is that right? Oh, yeah. So that's not Catholic. How do you say that in Flemish? That's not Catholic. That is not Catholic. <laughs> See you? 
Well, we would say that's not kosher. That's not kosher. Yeah, that's, that's like that's not Jewish. Yeah. That's not kosher. That's yeah. not Catholic. That's not, not Catholic. Catholic. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so if you're a traveler to this day, you can go to the good place and get a cone of fries. Mm-hmm. And the most most Americans would go mayonnaise. I want ketchup. I, know, but I want ketchup. You, but you mayonnaise can... is the ones. That's the the thing you put on there. I mean, we used to get, be able to get them in newspaper. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, I remember yeah. that. But that's now not hygienic. Yeah. Also, um, gray shrimp are popular in Belgium. Nina, can you explain to me what's the uh, enthusiasm for the shrimp? They're very small. They're very tasty. They come from Arnossi. Uh, just yeah. off the coast of Belgium. Arnossi shrimp, yeah. mm-hmm. yes. I remember when I was small, my mother every Wednesday goes to the market, buys a kilo of gray shrimp. The evening television is not on. You'd all sit around with my brothers and sisters, mother and father, maybe my grandparents, and we'd all be peeling the shrimp oh, yeah. and talking. And my dad would bring his beer, and it takes you a long time to peel these tiny little shrimp. They're so savory. In Bruges, they have shrimp, fresh-peeled shrimp like that, that you peel yourself, and then you have little shots of lemon gin. It works beautifully, and I do that, actually, with um, lemon gin and shrimp together. And beautiful. that's a beautiful experience, and you can find that in towns all over Belgium. Yes. So when I got married to Jamie, the Englishman, <laughs> and we were home, and I said, Jamie, we're going to have this kilo of shrimp together with my family, just to bond with the family. And I went to the local market, and the, the vendor said, you're not from here, are you? Which really hurt me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I said, why? He says, shrimp that you can peel, we haven't sold that for decades, because you young housewives don't have time to peel shrimp anymore, so we don't. there's no demand for that anymore. Because so you, the peeling the gray shrimp yeah. was sort of a way to be convivial. Yes, that's uh, right. It was tradition, and that's, the, that's when we talked. I've done that in Denmark on small islands in little villages far from the mainstream where you have a, a table full of shrimp, and together with a good Danish beer, you peel the shrimp, you talk, and you drink the beer. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing. Because you're busy with something, and then you just talk. It loosens you up. Yeah. It loosens you up. Yeah. This yeah. is Travel with Rick Steves. We're talking peeling shrimp in Belgium <laughs> here with Ferdy and Nina. Our phone number is 877-333-7425. And Nicole's coming in from Victoria in British Columbia. Hi, Nicole. Hi. I just wanted to say one of the best meals I had in Belgium was moule frites. <laughs> oh, <laughs> moule. That's the French word for mussels. You know, I all my life, you live in Victoria, you know what it's like. I, I, the pilings on the dock were just filled with these uh, mussels, and I never dreamed of eating them. And then this, the same exact creatures uh, on, the, <laughs> on the finest menus in Belgium. <laughs> just delicious, and also with the mayo that uh, your guests were mentioning before. So let's talk about the mussels in the cuisine, uh, Ferdinando. How do, you, how do you enjoy the mussels in, when you're in Belgium? Oh, we enjoy them very much. I mean, there's a lot of restaurants where you can eat them, and they're all good to eat. But I prefer, I'm a kind of a hobby cook. Mm-hmm. And I love to cook, and I cook it myself. And it's very easy to make. A little bit of onions, a little bit of celery, and that's it. A little bit of white wine, you just steam it for 10 minutes, and mm-hmm. they're done. No so salt. that's the, um, the unadulterated, yeah. the, the pure kind of belt. Uh, and, and there's different kinds of mussels. You know, there's different shapes or sizes, I would uh-huh. say. The small, the big, and the jumbo, like we call them. And the, What's I the tastiest? Could, I think the big ones. Big you, ones. You need, you need good big mussels uh-huh. in the shell. And yeah. So typically you'd get, a, you'd get a kilo or something of mussels. Per person. Uh, per person. Yeah, that's, that's about 2.2 uh, uh, pounds. Yeah. And it comes with a pile of good fries, yeah. uh, Flemish fries. Do you clean your own mussels when oh, you get I them from the market? I clean them myself. I See? clean them. That's the most important thing, clean your mussels, because you need to mm-hmm. rinse them, because otherwise if you have sand in them... Do you rinse you, them in flowery water? No, I, I rinse them. No? The last rinse I would do in milk. This is All when right. they're still alive? 
Well, they're still they're fresh. Yeah, because yeah. when we did clams, you would put them in the bucket and they would rinse themselves. By, yeah, by... we rinse them with water, and the last right. one I'd rinse them with milk so they can okay. spit all the spit it all out. Yeah, yeah. you kind of purify them. Yeah, purified. otherwise you mm -hmm. eat and you, you you eat sand and it doesn't come and over. And Nina, well. in a restaurant, how do you enjoy the mussels in Belgium? Uh, in white natural. wine sauce. That's in white white wine sauce. White wine sauce. Yeah. That's I usually how I go for um, a natural. Yeah. Natural or white wine sauce. I don't want anything else with mussels. No, me neither. Because yeah. otherwise you lose the taste of the mussels. Less is the more. more you put in, less is better. You're yeah. right. Nicole, is this bringing back memories when you were in Belgium? Oh, yes. Makes me want to go back. Where, did you, <laughs> where do you remember eating mussels in Belgium? On the main square? Yes. <laughs> I love sitting on the main square there and having my mussels and looking out at the greatest square in Europe, La Grande Place. La Grande Place. Nina. Nicole, there's um, another type of mussels we have from Brussels. Mussels from Brussels is our name for the actor Jean-Claude Van Damme. <laughs> you know Jean Brussels. You know Jean-Claude Van Damme, the actor. I mean, he plays in all those action movies. Okay, yeah. so he's Martial Arts. Brussels. Martial yeah. Arts. Yeah. Nicole, thanks for your call. Thank you. Enjoy your mussels in Brussels. <laughs> this is Travel <laughs> with Rick Steves. We're talking mussels in Brussels and Belgian cuisine. We Americans always know about Brussels sprouts, and um, I realize that they've been cultivated in Belgium for a long time. But I, I was wondering, we call them Brussels sprouts. Do you call them Brussels sprouts? No, we call them spruite. We just call them sprouts. They're never, sprouts. Ever. I think they originated in the Brussels yes, area. Yes, that's right. Likely, yeah. uh, I think yes. in St. Catalina, Wavre. Yes, think. that's there's right. A, there's a little place outside of Brussels. Okay. Yeah. And they call Brussels, but we call them spruite. Outside of Belgium? Yeah. Logically? Brussels Nobody calls sprouts. them Brussels sprouts. Nobody okay. Does. Is that part of your cuisine? Do people eat them very much? Well, as a kid, we never liked them. I don't know about we you. We were force-fed them. Well, of course, you, same you, thing was, here. Some the, things are the same all over the world. Yes. You, you, there was no choice. If that was served, you eat it. Yes. You cannot yeah. leave the table. Of worse than it. spinach, yeah? <laughs> yeah? Worse than spinach. Worse than spinach. Andives. Isn't that a Belgian andive? Yes. Andives is say, but we call them andive. We never say Belgian or I never called them andive. We uh, called them witloof. Yeah. White ah, leaves. The white, white leaves. leaves. Yes. You mean the endive, the white one? Right? Yes. Ah, okay. Yeah. White oh, yeah. leaves. The French call them the chicon. The chicon, and we call Witloff. Yeah. When I was seven years old, we had the World's Fair here in Seattle, and that was Seattle's coming out party where we recognized there's a big world out here. And <laughs> my most vivid memory in 1962 at the Seattle's World Fair, wow. my grandfather took me to the most expensive dessert at the fair, and it was a Belgian waffle. Oh, wow. It was a waffle with strawberries and whipped cream. And that is an exciting part of travel to Belgium now, uh, especially if you have that kind of a memory of a Belgian waffle. Yeah. The waffles. waffle was called Brussels waffle because they still call them that way. Brussels waffle is a waffle with fruit and whipped cream, right? And sometimes you have a Brussels waffle supreme with a bowl of ice cream. A supreme comes supreme. with ice cream. Yeah, yeah. And Monique's calling in from uh, West Newbury in Massachusetts. Monique, have you had some waffle memories in Belgium? Yes, I have. The waffles there were so different from the ones that I was used to in the U.S. They were just crispy, and they had a, a sweetness to them that was so different. You didn't even need any toppings on them. Nope, right. And mm -hmm. when I came home, I, I looked into trying to make them that way at home, and I found um, that the recipe, it seemed like it was made out of a yeast-risen dough rather than just a, a batter that we usually use at home. And they had little pearls of sugar in them, and I think that was what made all the difference. Is that what a Liège-style waffle yeah. is? Because I've noticed that it's a different texture. And when you're on the street and you're going for the, to the sure. waffle stand, you have options. Nina, what are the options? 
I think the Liège waffle, that is the pearl sugar waffle. It's thicker. It's, it's, it's chewier. 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 Yeah. What they yes. do is that when they bake them, mm-hmm. and they put a little bit of sugar on top, so the sugar caramelizes. Oh, yes. oh, and nice. that's why yeah. you have the gouffre de Liège. The gouffre de Liège, yeah. the French way of saying yeah. Uh, yeah. the yeah. waffle the, of Liège. Liège, yeah. And Liège is a town... In Wallons. Well, so that's yeah. a French-speaking town. French yes. In Belgium. Yes. Yeah. Monique, what other taste treats do you remember from your time in Belgium? Another thing that I had there was water zooey. I don't know if I'm saying that right. But water it's, zooey, it's, it's yes. A, uh, it's a stew, and it traditionally, I think, has fish, but the version I had was chicken with potatoes and leeks. And it was so delicious that I went back to the same restaurant the next night and had the same thing again. <laughs> wow. And I tried making that at home as well, and that I had pretty good success making. Um, but I would love to try, try the fish version sometime when I go back. Now, that sounds like a traditional soup or stew that you might have been Water raised Zoe with. is from the city of Ghent. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Ghentse Water Zoe. Don't you live in Ghent? No, Genk. Genk. Oh, yeah, there's two. It's about Genk 100 miles yeah. in difference. Oh, okay. Yeah. Ghentse Water Zoe, it's a, it's a famous dish. If it's made good correctly, it's it's a delish. Ah. Delish to eat. It's a meal soup. It's a meal soup. It's a meal it's got and chicken, soup. potatoes. Leeks. A little bit of like a leeks. leeks. A little thicker. Hmm. Uh, broth in there, but it's it's yummy. Is it vatrzoi? Vatrzoi. Actually, what it means is mess of water. A mess of water. Water oh. is water. Water yeah. is water. Zoi means a mess, making a mess out of water. I love this. Um, or zoyen from the verb zoyen that means to boil, to boil, to boil water. Also. And so then you just bo- chuck things just in. Chuck soup yeah. in. So to, boil, to boil a big mess. Sounds like a good peasant, <laughs> a peasant station yeah. from Flanders. Absolutely. And then you can uh, have your vatrzoi, your mess of boiled water with stuff thrown in, and <laughs> take a little walk and drop by a, a, a waffle stand and, and have a nice Absolutely. dessert, a That's Belgian waffle. 5,000 calories right there. I think every <laughs> Family, every family has a waffle machine, don't they? Oh, I yeah, it's not something that you buy from stands all the Nina, time. But you remember as a kid baking waffles? Yeah, always. I mean, every week yeah. we were baking, making yeah. waffles. Sundays. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was the treat. I bought a if, big box and If put you in kids there. are good, we're going to make some waffles. Yeah, I gave a waffle. All yeah. right. Monique, thanks for your call. Thank you. And happy eating next time you're in Belgium. This is Travel with Rick Steves. We've been talking with Ferdinand Domengi and Nina Derricks, and we're talking Belgian taste treats. We've done a lot of eating here in the last few minutes. I just getting feel hungry. like it's, I'm getting hungry, too. <laughs> and uh, we're going to cap it off with uh, something that is exquisite and, and famous in Belgium, and it's the chocolates. And I was really struck by the passion for chocolate. There's little mom-and-pop chocolatiers. They pride themselves in not putting wax in the chocolate, I guess, that helps it survive the heat. So if it's too hot, they even close down. And people buy their chocolate thinking it needs to be fresh. Today's chocolate, believe it or not. What is it with the passion for chocolate in Belgium, Ferdy? Well, chocolate, I mean, me growing up as a kid and Nina as well, we know that chocolate was something that was, you know, we had chocolate if it was possible to get it. It was not always there because mm-hmm. chocolate was not that cheap to buy. But I remember those cheaper chocolate bars. But Remember the one with the cow on there? It was like a very flat, very thin, yeah. mm-hmm. and it cost like, you know, two cents for a bar. And that right. was, it was, of course, cheap. But so we grew up with chocolate, and, and chocolate, man, we have so many good chocolate cheese. Well, now you have the line of chocolate chocolate shops. You this go down, even right in the main square in Brussels, you got Leonidas, you've got Godiva, Godiva yeah. and uh, three or four others. Oh, yeah. And people have their favorites. Nina, do you have a favorite uh, chocolate in Belgium? Oh, my God. I love, I love Lindt chocolate, but that's Swiss. That's Swiss. Côte d'Or. Côte d'Or is very good, Côte yeah. Côte is one I li- of my favorites. Yeah, I like just very, very dark chocolate. Very dark. Yeah. Yeah, me too, dark. Very dark chocolate. And it's pretty good for you, I heard, a dark chocolate. If you eat a little piece, not a, not a kilo of right. it. What's the difference? You, you encounter the word praline and truffle when you're looking at chocolates. Do you know the difference? 
A praline is made out of chocolate, or it's a full chocolate, or it's a, it's a filled one. Truffles is made actually of a mousse. It's softer. Okay. A truffle is way softer, and it has a shape of a truffle. Is you know that the right? Yeah. Mushroom, it has right? cream in. Yeah, and, and it's got, it depends. It's got okay. praline cream and butter. Cream and butter. And, and a praline is a filled one. A maybe. filled it's a stuffed chocolate. chocolate. Stuffed, stuffed chocolate, stuffed chocolate, chocolate yeah. yeah. Nina and Ferdi, it's so fun just talking about eating because that's part of travel for anybody. And when you're, if you have a guest in Belgium and you want to take them out to a favorite meal, let's just close with your what you would order for your guests so they could really enjoy the, the cuisine of Belgium. Well, I would first ask him what they're up for. I mean, mm-hmm. not everybody likes mussels or not everybody likes right. a Belgian stew or something. And there's right. so many dishes. Don't forget, and we haven't mentioned it, that Belgian cuisine is in the top five of the world. Is that right? So there is a, we've been talking about low cuisine mostly, yeah, memories but, from our childhoods, but, but the high cuisine. Yeah, that's the high cuisine. But what's coming back now is the low cuisine, the ones we grew up with. There's more and more restaurants where they serve potatoes and vegetables with okay. bacon or sausage, which was a farmer's dish. Rabbit. Rabbit. Mm-hmm. And that's coming back slowly and more and more people looking for those things. And Belgium is a perfect country. Can you find have. loser soup? <laughs> pigeon soup, yes, pigeon absolutely. Soup, yes. Absolutely, yes. we love pigeon pigeons. stews. Absolutely, right. they're back yeah. the losers. So yeah. it depends on the on the palate of the guests you have, you know. And we can we haven't even talked about it, but the beer is part of the cuisine. If you go to a fine wine shop in Paris, you've got French wine, but the beer will be Belgian. Mm-hmm. Europeans all think of Belgian. We beer cook with beer, yeah, and our stews, absolutely. And more yes. and more people are drinking beer with their fancy dinners ah. or meals rather than wine. That's just kicked in, hasn't that's it? Just that's just the latest in the last fashion. Of yes. years that and beer with beer. cheese. Yeah. Beer with cheese. Combine right. that. And even yes. beer with chocolate. It's a really good combination. It depends what beer you're mm-hmm. drinking, but it's it's a good. Uh, so in the old days, beer was kind of considered food almost, and uh, now yes, beer it was is, uh, known as pain liquide, liquid liquid bread. bread, liquid bread. Yes. And today, it has become more refined, and it's uh, part of the whole gastronomy. But it's Belgium. still classified as food, which is interesting. Yeah. Yeah, so Remember therefore, you can drink it when you're 16, whereas booze, wait till you're 18. Was that right? So, yes. so you have to be mm-hmm. older to have a, a cocktail. Yes. But beer goes in a different category. And like we said yes. before, when our grandfather or our father said, well, one beer is worth two sandwiches. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the same look, value. Uh, yes. You know, the same... Uh, same nutritional... Pain liquide. Yeah, liquid bread. Liquid Sounds bread. like a fun yes. grandpa. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so yes. we can drink a lot of bread. All right. Yeah. Hey, this is Travel with Rick Steves. We've been celebrating Belgian cuisine here with two wonderful guides, Ferdinando Mengi and Nina Derricks. Ferdi and Nina, thanks so much. And uh, I'm heading back to Belgium to uh, sample some of this hey. ed- edible culture. Call me if you dare. All right. <laughs> Bye-bye for now. Bye-bye. Rick Steves has spent a third of his adult life in Europe researching and writing guidebooks. Europe Through the Back Door teaches the skills of smart travel. Travel as a political act adds meaning to the journey. And Rick Steves' best-selling country, city, and pocket guidebooks cover every corner of Europe. To learn more, visit the Travel Store at ricksteves.com.